0: Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I'm excited to be podcasting from Portland, Oregon, as I was able to witness firsthand uh, just an unbelievable game. This was more than anything, just a great experience, and I'm so happy that I was able to go to this one. Initially on the schedule, I was supposed to go to. Uh, New Orleans and Atlanta and places like that, and uh, we've had some changes kind of happen with the the initial schedule that we laid out, but this was one that ultimately popped back up on the schedule as hey, one-off, fun game, fun environment. This is a game that the Nuggets were going to try after they had failed in the fourth game of the season, and so it was always going to be one that I wanted to go to, and lo and behold, This one delivered in so many ways. There were so many reasons why this was a game that me particularly, that I was just so happy to be here. Uh, Really fun day for me. Uh, Not a lot of sleep, not a lot of uh, rest happening on this one, but really enjoyed my time as the Denver Nuggets beat the Portland Trailblazers' final score 121 to 120. Oh boy. Jamal Murray. What more can you say? I wrote an article earlier on Thursday about Jamal's plight, his struggles, his mentality, what he's been thinking. And I thought it was a good piece. I got access to him at Shoot Around on Thursday, and he was so candid and so open and willing to answer just about anything that we asked. Uh, Myself, Katie Wingy were both there asking him questions. And this was a good moment for me because I was able to write that article earlier today about just the the mentality that Jamal has been taking into this and why he might be kind of facing some of the problems that he has. And it was awesome to be able to not only kind of see that bear out where, yeah, the, the problems haven't gone away there. He's definitely still facing that. But for the game to go the way that it did, For him to catch fire, for him to put the team on his back a little bit when they needed him most, and to hit the biggest shot of the night, a game-winning three on the left wing, step back over former teammate Jeremy Grant, to put the Nuggets up one, they were down two, the play was going to go to Nikola Jokic. And for Jamal to do that, after everything that he has been through, is just special. It is a special, special thing. It is something that he desperately needed, that the Nuggets desperately needed. They wanted him to have this moment, and they trust him. There was the same sentiment after the Dallas Mavericks game where he had a bad game, the team stuck with him. Aaron Gordon, post-game, I asked him kind of what the what the process was on that shot. Not necessarily trying to say, oh yeah, Jamal wasn't supposed to take it. But he immediately went there. He was like Yeah, we trust Jamal. Jamal's one of the best scorers in this league. We're going to ride or die with him, was basically his sentiment. And it's so funny how the NBA works. It's so funny how life works in general, where you put yourself into this position, and Jamal has been having a rough time, no doubt about that. But for him to come out, struggle initially, and then find that extra gear in this situation, going toe to toe with Damian Lillard who was unbelievable, by the way. Going toe-to-toe with Damian Lillard in the final minutes of this game, matching him shot for shot, was just so cool. Jamal needed this. Jamal needed to be reminded that there is light at the end of this tunnel. It is not always going to be so bad. Where it's always going to be a grind and a process, and you're never going to get that payoff, that reward for all the hard work that you go through to get back from an ACL recovery. He worked so hard to try to get back last year, and he was close. Like I, I know he says that he wasn't close. He was close. There were definitely like reasons to believe that something like this was going to happen, that ultimately the floodgates would open a little bit. And people would be reminded that, yes, Jamal Murray, still a very, very excellent player when he is on. And he wasn't on for a while. Then he was. As I mentioned before the play, the Nuggets had been going back and forth with the Blazers in this one. Just back and forth. I think I think I saw that there were 15 lead changes in the fourth quarter alone. Which is absurd, for one thing, but more than anything, it just shows how awesome the game was, where both of these teams were executing their offenses at a really, really high level. And while maybe Denver could have been better here, Portland could have been better there, both of these teams were just going at it and executing extremely well with their weapons. And Jokic was doing his thing, KCP hit a super important shot. Aaron Gordon got a clutch tip in. And on the other end, Damian Lillard's just doing everything. 40 points in this one. I mean, what more can you say about the dude? But the final play being, it was initially a post-up for Jamal, or for Nikola Jokic. I was calling this from my seat, where Bruce Brown sets the wedge screen so that he can get to the post on the left side, get a nice opportunity there. Unfortunately, he fumbled the ball realized he didn't like the situation and then called Jamal Murray over to the left wing they ran a handoff and then they spaced and it would g- it gave Jamal an opportunity to go be the hero and going up against Jeremy Grant who's 6 foot 9 has a lot of length a lot of athleticism knows Jamal's game very very well that's a tough matchup that's a tough one and yet Jamal gets to the spot that he likes, which he spoke about post-game. He said, I'd been watching film of the previous Portland games, and was reminded of a couple of shots that he hit over NS Cantor, uh now NS Freedom. Uh in that same spot, that same step back, where those were some of his favorite shots. It's one of the favorite shots in his bag that he has. So him going to that in this moment, in that clutch situation It shows some some level of preparation there that professional athletes go to, where you get yourself mentally ready to take some shots like that because you've hit it before. You've seen yourself hit it before. You've done it in a game. You've done it in important situations. And for Jamal, he knew that he could get to that shot and make that shot. It didn't matter who was in front of him. All that mattered was, was he got to the spot and he got a clean look. And he did. And on a night like tonight, where he just oscillates so crazily from poor play at the beginning to the flamethrower that the Nuggets needed at the end, it is an awesome reminder that this Nuggets team still has a long way to go in terms of the best version of themselves, because Jamal Murray still has a long way to go. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, there's a lot to like. And with Jamal, you know that anything is possible in both good and bad. But mostly, it's good because of the dynamic ability that he provides to counter what Nikola Jokic does extremely well. Jokic didn't like the situation there, and it's so cool that he was able to turn to his running mate and trust him in that situation despite all of the issues, all of the tough plays that Jamal had had previously. Had he missed, Jokic still would have turned to him. He still would have gone to him because that's the kind of teammate that Jokic is. That's the kind of environment that the Nuggets have provided for Jamal to give him an opportunity to make mistakes and be okay with that. I know Nuggets fans don't necessarily want to hear it. They want Jamal to be the best version of himself right now and not have to go through these growing pains. But the Nuggets know that this is a necessary evil. They know that this is something that they have to do. They know that this is something Jamal has to go through. And it's better to go through it now and get some of these payoffs than it is to baby him the entire time, make him a role player for the entire time, and then expect him to step up in the playoffs. Denver's got to go through this. Murray's got to go through this. And there are still going to be some bad moments. This isn't a full leap here. But this is a strong step in the right direction, as Murray said post-game. I invite everybody to read the recap article that I did, as well as the Jamal Murray article that I wrote after shoot-around. I think that one was really good, and it, I think, opens up a little bit of Jamal's mentality and what he's thinking in some of these situations and how difficult it really has been. So, make sure to go check that out. It gives you a much larger appreciation for the game that he had tonight, as well as just the journey that he has been on and what he still has to do. There's a lot left to go, but you're going to ride with Jamal Murray no matter what. That's what the Nuggets are doing, and that's what Nuggets fans should do. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the starting units. We will be right back. But first... This podcast, as you know, everybody, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. Football is all the way through here. We are three quarters of the way through the season. I'm nearing my fantasy football playoff, and I'm very excited about it. Nobody's more excited to tell you about football and football betting than your friends at Superbook. They're bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands, and now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if that bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. back the and Royal Ryan Blackburn here thank you so much everybody for tuning in apologies if the setup sounds a little bit weird I, I don't think it will but I'm in in a, I'm in a hotel right now it's a very nice uh, room that I'm staying in I've got a nice king bed here which is super super cool but uh, got an opportunity to go on this trip and uh, very thankful for mile high sports for taking care of me they are fantastic they are they have treated me so well so Thank you to the powers that be there. Let us talk to, or let us talk about the starting unit. And I'll just revisit Jamal Murray's stat line here. 21 points, 35 minutes. This was a a season high for minutes. I actually let him know this post game that this was the most minutes that he played. And he was like, only 35? It felt like 40. And that was because he played the final 14 minutes of the game. And he was, he was dog tired. There's no doubt about it. So credit to him for stepping up when he did. Uh, 21 points, 21 shots, 3 of 10 from the field. Still needs to be a little bit more efficient, but eight assists, one steal, two turnovers, and five rebounds it was a plus 16 on a night where the rest of the starting unit, unit was, get this, Jokic minus eight, Bruce Brown minus 17, KCP minus 20, and Aaron Gordon minus 13. Murray was a plus 16. And we're going to get to the bench in the third segment. They deserve a lot of credit for sure, based off of the way that they played. But I do want to keep this relatively uh, for like routine. And we're going to talk about the starters. So, Murray gets some credit here, especially for what he accomplished with the bench as well. Jokic, classic onboard double. There's no doubt that this was Like, I don't know if it's intentional when he does it, but it's so funny because it feels like every time over the course of these last few weeks, he's had at least two games out of three where he's had 10 rebounds and nine assists. And tonight he added 33 points onto that in his 34 minutes, 14 of 25 from the field, one of three from three. The three that he hit was awesome against Yusuf Nurkic. That was a really, really nice one four of six from the line. Still probably needs to get better at the free throw stripe. Actually, all the Nuggets do. Portland, 16 of 16 from the line. Denver, 15 of 22. Denver missed seven free throws. If that had come back to bite them, that would have been a tough pill to swallow because they've just got to be better. They have to be better at the free throw line so far. But Jokic, 33-10-9, and had one block had six turnovers, and five of those were in the first quarter. Now, I I caught a little bit of flack for not necessarily attributing those to some other folks that dropped the ball a little bit, that uh, that weren't ready for the pass when it was there on time and on target. There were some not-so-precise passes, though, and I think Jokic probably has to admit that he was a little bit sloppy, especially at the beginning of this game. It's one of the reasons why Denver was down in the first quarter, and honestly it could have been way worse, but the bench came in and played pretty well immediately with that group. But Jokic was good, uh struggled a little bit at times to guard Yusuf Nurkic, who had 21 points on ten shots, nine of ten from the field, two of three from three. Did have three turnovers, but Nurkic was a plus ten tonight. Lillard was a plus eleven. Josh Hart plus ten. The Nugget starters lost their minutes tonight. And so it's another reason to say that this game was so so needed because Denver didn't have a good game from their starters. Jokic was great, to be clear, but he had some moments of weakness in defense, and when you're guarding Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic is playing as well as he is, it's it's hard sometimes to make up for that. But Jokic played really well I think Aaron Gordon played well. 20 points, 8 of 12 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, 5 rebounds, including 3 offensive, including one of the most important shots on the evening. Denver needed a clutch basket, and I think it was with about 30 seconds left to go. Somewhere around or maybe like it was it was somewhere around there. They needed a clutch basket. And they go to Jokic, who puts up a good shot, but it misses. Gordon is right there to tip it in because nobody can box him out because he's a madman. They had Jeremy Grant guarding Jamal Murray late in the game because of his length and his athleticism. That was where he was probably needed the most. But what that did was it left Josh Hart, left uh, Anthony Simons, Damian Lillard, those three to try to be the guys to box him out. And Josh Hart was the guy. But it did not matter because Gordon is just so strong and athletic and capable and absolutely was a key part of why they won this game. His ability to score efficiently right now, to be a beast in the paint. There was a dunk that he had earlier in the game where he was just dunked through a contest by Jeremy Grant. Those guys went back and forth, but I think Gordon won the matchup and it's one of the reasons why Denver won the, won the war. Gordon uh, played really well. Jeremy Grant played well, too, and had had his moments for sure. But it was Aaron Gordon and his ability to just dominate on the inside that I think made a massive difference for Denver once again. Just fantastic. I mean, I don't want to insult Murray here too much, but Gordon's just been the second best player on the team. He's been so good, so capable, versatile, athletic, mean, physical, Uh, Just been so, so good and deserves so much credit for Denver getting to 15 wins the way that they have. Mentioned Murray, mentioned Gordon, mentioned Jokic, Bruce Brown. uh, Got cooked at times by Damian Lillard, as most people do. So it's hard to really fault him for that. But it it still doesn't feel like they are – like many teams are scared of Bruce Brown defending. Like at this stage, that's probably the thing that you have to take away. The teams aren't afraid to attack Bruce Brown, whether it's as the pick and roll ball handler or it's on switches or he's guarding a taller player or even a player of Damian Lillard's size. Lillard hunted him and got to the spots that he was comfortable with getting to and took shots and hit shots. Now, I mean, Brown still forced some misses here or there, but I don't think it was a particularly good defensive game from Bruce Brown. It's one of the reasons why Lillard gets 40 and 12. So, he's got to take some of the, the blame for that, I think. But he's got to get better. Like, I think Denver does miss Michael Porter. Maybe not in this particular matchup tonight specifically, but in general, Denver needs that extra oomph. Brown missed his two threes tonight, but he was efficient on the twos. And that was a big difference. Four rebounds. Didn't have any assists tonight, but had a couple steals. Was a minus 17. So, hard to really give too much credit here, but uh, did help hold Anthony Simons down, uh, who had six points on 12 shots. And then finally here, KCP. Seven points, two of six, two of four from three. Very nondescript, kind of boring night for him. Was a minus 20, which shows that there was... I guess, something that was going on. I didn't really notice it in the game in terms of, oh, man, KCP is doing something wrong here Uh, on either end of the floor. I just think he probably got caught up in the plus minus minus battle. But he hits a clutch shot with about two minutes left to go. He's coming off of a DHO, and Denver's kind of in semi-transition. Jokic has the ball, and KCP just grabs it from him off the DHO and fires up a three. It wasn't really that contested. It was an open shot, definitely something that he can hit consistently. But in that moment where Denver was trying to make the most out of every possession, it was incredible to see him take and make that shot with the confidence that he did. It's those kinds of plays, the intermittent plays in between the star stuff that people forget a lot of the time. But that was such a big, big shot. And he deserves a ton of credit for that, of course. The rest of the stat line, like seven points, three rebounds, two assists, uh, no steals, no blocks. Like It's it's underwhelming, to be clear. But, I mean, that's a clutch shot. That's a clutch shot. And uh, he was also one of the reasons why Anthony Simons really struggled. Not necessarily one of the reasons why Damian Lillard struggled at times, because Lillard did not struggle pretty much at all. But I do give a lot of credit to KCP for just stepping up and hitting the shot when he's asked to hit it. That's a, that is a great trait to have. Overall, starters, not their best moment, not their brightest moment in general, but it's good to be able to win a game when, you, when your starters don't win their minutes. It's very rare. Murray obviously contributed to a lot of what the bench did, but there were some good moments from a lot of different bench guys. and The Blazers bench, by comparison, was horrible in general. Like, I think different players at different moments, uh, Shade and Sharp had a couple of nice moments, uh, got free. Uh, I, I guess we can talk about that in the third segment here when we talk about the bench, but the bench gets a lot of credit for this. The starters, they get credit for finishing the game off and outlasting the Blazers when it sort of felt like Dame was ine- inevitable at various points. So credit to them for that. But I do think that the bench was the biggest margin in the reason why Denver won, at least from a plus minus perspective. So when we come back, we are going to discuss that bench lineup, including Bones Highland and new fan favorite Christian Brown. We'll be right back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap this one up here in Portland by talking about the bench unit. Uh, just a really, really solid performance from them in general uh, across the Blazers. Plus minus for their bench unit. You had Simons, who was a minus one. He's the starter that spent the most time with the bench when he was out there with the starters. Simons was was good. He was perfectly reasonable. When he was out there with the bench, the Nuggets did a great job of taking away what he did well, and a lot of that credit goes to Christian Brown, but there were others too. Justice Winslow, he played 22 minutes; his plus-minus was minus 10. Drew Eubanks, backup center for them, 17 minutes, minus 11. Trendon Watford, just eight minutes, minus four. Keon Johnson, very brief, uh, nondescript; like he he had a pull-up three which good for him. And then Shade and Sharp, seven points for him, minus 16 in his 14 minutes. So Denver was able to take advantage of some of those moments, even though Shaden Sharp had some good ones where he, he got the lob dunk from the weak side. He had a nice three where he ran off of a screen and lost bones. That led to a timeout, I'm pretty sure, from Michael Malone. But in general, the Nuggets outplayed them. And the biggest reason why they outplayed them was the combination of Bones, Jamal, and Christian Brown. Now, I do want to give credit to Jeff Green. Six points, four rebounds, four rebounds for Jeff Green. That's awesome. Three assists, one steal. He only hit one shot, had four free throw attempts, uh, made three of those. But the one three that he did hit was right at the end of the third quarter. It was a clutch three pointer from the right corner where it was pretty contested if he makes it that is found money if he misses it you're expecting that he made that shot that was a very important one Vlacho Chanchar only 7 minutes tonight in his first stint uh his only stint actually he entered the game for uh gosh who was it uh for Jamal Murray actually he entered for him and played the backup small forward spot for both the starting unit and for the backups when they arrived. This was a DeAndre Jordan night. So, you had DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green, and Vlaco Chanchar out there. And that group just didn't really move that well. Vlako also just made mistakes. Like he, it just sometimes happens that way, but had a couple assists Had a rebound. I did like one of the passes that he threw to Nikola in the first half or the first quarter. That was a very impressive one, where the defense is kind of rotating. Vlaco finds himself with the ball on the right wing, and then Jokic kind of cuts into the middle while everybody's scrambling around him. And Vlaco just kind of fires in a pass there, real quick. That's a great high IQ play. Unfortunately, it was probably the only massively positive game that or moment that he really could have. He sagged off of Keon Johnson right at the end of the shot clock, or the game clock in that first quarter, gave up a wide-open pull-up three, had various moments where he just didn't really rotate that well. That's tough. But I I don't like the combination in general of Vlatko at the three with Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. It's just too big, just too clunky. I'd rather Vlatko at the four in most situations, and even maybe the five at times where – you have him rotating around, operating as the fulcrum a little bit more as opposed to just somebody who is trying to be a secondary ball handler or uh, a spot up shooter or something like that. Just it that doesn't fit his game as well. So I'm glad that he was uh, like it, it probably was the right call that Denver went with Christian Brown instead because Brown had a really, really good game. Brown in 20 minutes was a plus 10 six points, three of four from the field, didn't attempt a three, but had three offensive rebounds in this game and earned possessions back for the Nuggets. Had a couple defensive rebounds, five rebounds in total, had a block shot. His rotation defense at the rim and on the perimeter was very impressive. It's one of those things where he's not necessarily guarding guys one-on-one, But he was in position where he was contesting shots that were well out of his area, not not shots necessarily that he's supposed to be taking or supposed to be defending, but he defended them anyway, kind of freestyling a little bit, trying to get in somebody's airspace, make it uncomfortable for them. And he did that just very, very well. He was one of the only guys that Lillard missed against when he was shooting on him. And Simons had no success at all when he was going up against Christian Brown. So, Brown deserves a lot of credit for sure with the way that he played. He has to stand the rotation. I don't think that there's any question about that. But the way that Michael Mullen has handled it so far, where he's trying to give Vlatko the first opportunity, I'm okay with that for sure. Like, especially when he gets to play with Nikola, it makes a lot of sense. But Christian Brown right now is the perfect backup small forward for, for what the Nuggets are trying to accomplish. They've been staggering Jamal Murray with that group, playing Bones, and then you have Christian Brown, who provides size, athleticism, versatility, and defense. That's what you need when you're playing kind of a shorter defensive liability style backcourt with Bones and Jamal. Jamal, I thought, like, there were some moments where he got burned defensively, but he was the guy who really took on the assignment in a lot of different cases, and sometimes he played well, sometimes he didn't. But when Christian Brown was out there defending those guys, obviously, he gets to spend a lot more energy on that than maybe Jamal does, where he is uh, being tasked with creating a whole bunch for the offense when Christian Brown just isn't. He barely touches the ball. But I do like what I saw from Christian Brown. I think he deserves to continue to play more. If he's out of the rotation, it would be weird. At this point, it would just be weird because the Nuggets are finding ways to be successful with him, especially on defense. So, credit where credit is due. He has stayed ready and has been very effective. DeAndre Jordan, 14 minutes, five points, six rebounds. Michael Malone made mention that this was his 1,000th, 1, 1, 1, good Lord, I'm tired, 1,000th uh, career game, which is a very impressive accomplishment. I noticed recently that he is fourth on the current leaders in blocks all time. What that means is like the active players, not necessarily guys like a Bill Russell or Hakeem Olajuwon or players like that. But uh, for the most part, he has been like fine. He was a plus nine tonight. Five points, six rebounds, had three blocks, deserves a lot of credit for that. And I know that the Blazers got a lot of offensive rebounds in the first half. They had six in the first half, had two in the second half. So it's definitely something that you got to watch out for. You got to make sure that DeAndre is continuing to put in the effort on the defensive glass. But I thought he made it work. I thought that Denver won this game because of what they did on the glass. Uh, Among other things, of course. But 48 rebounds for Denver, 38 rebounds for Portland. DeAndre having six rebounds in 14 minutes is a great proportion. That's exactly what you want from him. and. Deserves a lot of credit for that. Was available for various dump-off passes, and that's the extent of his role. Finally, off the bench, uh, I didn't really intentionally save this, but Bones Highland had the highest plus-minus on the team. 26 minutes, plus 19. 13 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Had a couple weird plays still. Definitely kind of gets lost on defense for sure, but... You cannot deny that when he is out there, the team has played well. They have played a good brand of basketball, on offense especially. He has found ways to unlock Joker a little bit when he's on the short roll. He has found ways to, I think, set up Jamal when he's on the second unit. That's a good thing. Uh, He found Jeff Green at various points. He found DeAndre Jordan at various points. So it is still going to mostly be the bone show when it comes to the bench unit. Maybe Jamal can take away a little bit of that pressure and those two can operate together and play well. And hopefully it's a strong offensive unit because there will be some growing pains defensively with that group for sure. But I liked what I saw from Bones overall. It was a weird, weird technical foul that he got, but, uh, Hard to complain. He hit a thirty-plus footer again tonight, and I had such a great vantage point for it. I was basically down the middle of the floor, and he stopped right in front of me and pulled up from about thirty to thirty-two. And sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And I'm sure, I'm sure the Blazers crowd was like, "Wait, our teammates or our, our opponents are allowed to do this too? It's not just Dame. It's not just Anthony Simons. Nope." Bones was very clearly ready, four of nine from the field, three of six from three, two of two from the line, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, 13 points, plus 19. That is fantastic. That's exactly what you want to see from him. I would rather him have 13 points and four or five assists as opposed to 18 points and one or two assists because... He needs to find ways to both balance being the leading scorer off the bench and getting guys involved. Needs to be a point guard, needs to be a dual threat. And he's learning how to do that on the fly. It is taking some time, but I have a lot of faith that Bones will continue to move in that direction, be very good. And this is going to be just a good thing for the Nuggets that as he continues to gain his. Uh, his rhythm back, his reasonability back. He's going to be so helpful. And he's such a talented player already that when he gets his head on fully straight and his conditioning right, I think he's in line for a breakout. I really do. On the year, the Nuggets are now 15 and 10. They are 6 and 3 at home, 9 and 7 on the road. That means that they are a plus 6 in a dugmo plus 6 is pretty good it's probably not the level that you'd like them to get to but that just means that when they go home they they can't lose they're not allowed to that's just not allowed they are going to have to find ways to rattle off wins because if they stay at plus 6 for a little bit here before they get back on the road they'll have an opportunity to once you get up to plus 15, you're in line for about 56 wins. That's the number that Denver should continue to shoot for. And hopefully, the urgency that they played with in this game. I asked, I asked uh, Nikola Jokic this, that if he likes playing in more intense games a little bit more just because it's more interesting. And he said no. Like he, he's, he's definitely not that guy. But I have to imagine that for a lot of the Nuggets players, it is like that where you're challenged and you are put to the test. And it's in a good, healthy way, not necessarily one where the opposing team is trying to humiliate you, but the opposing team is trying to win. You are also trying to win. And as long as you're doing things correctly, everything's going to be a lot of fun and, and really, really exceptional at the end. And the Nuggets at this stage, I think they have hit that. I think they are at that, po- at that place where they had their kind of come-to-Jesus moment last game. They needed to be better on the defensive end. They allowed just 21 points in the fourth quarter to this Trailblazers team. Now, take my word for it, the defense for the rest of the game, 36 points, 28 points, 35 points, that wasn't good. They allowed 99 points in three quarters. That needs to come down. But for them to continuously lock up in the fourth quarter and make things difficult for the opposition. That is a massive credit to this group. They're going to need to find ways to get it going in the first, second, and third. But the fact is that that, that level is there. It is available. The nuggets can do this. I have no doubt. All right. I'm getting delirious, getting very tired. It is time for me to go to bed Thank you, everybody, for the support. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might be back tomorrow. I might not. Uh, It's just one of those where we're, we're just going to have to play that by ear and see what goes down. But the Nuggets will be playing on Saturday. They play against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are good. They remain good. So that's going to be a big test for Denver once again. But I think they're up for the challenge. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Go, Nuggets. Go, Jamal Murray. What a time. I'll talk to you guys very soon.